Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Hey guys, so today my guest is Jeffrey Stein. He's a litigator turned portrait artist. Uh, Jeffrey initially went into the law because it was sort of reasonably stable thing to do at the time with his liberal arts degree, like so many of us. Um, And although he wasn't particularly passionate about it, he did find himself at the top of his class and sort of going down that standard firm route. Um, He practiced in a few different arenas um, and then started incorporating more and more of his longstanding love for art. And eventually he decided to go all in and leave the law to become a full-time painter. So for all of you out there that sort of may have that uh, secret artist hiding within, this episode is for you. Jeffrey, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. So I start with everyone at the same place. Uh, tell us the story of why you went to law school. <laughs> <laughs> I went to law school because um, – I got out of Bard College in the uh, in 1982, and I was wandering around New York in the rain, uh, looking for entry level jobs I wasn't getting, and I fled back to grad school. I didn't have mm-hmm. enough math or science to go to med school or B school, and so law school was it. And you take a <laughs> test and you show up, and I figured something interesting would happen. Yeah. Um, so was it, did you have any pre-existing interest in that or just it seemed, and listen, I get it. Like it's there. That's kind of why I went. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't, yeah, no, sure. I've taken a couple of great courses, uh, courses in high school and I did some debate or stuff and I was interested in social issues. So it wasn't, you know, out of the question. It just wasn't, you know, I wasn't one of these kids who wanted to be uh DA since, you know, I was seven years old. Right. I I did a lot of different things. I mean, the the other thing that was going on in the background is I've always made art. You know, I, even as a kid, you know, seven or eight years old, my parents would take us a day or two in the afternoon after school to, um, to various art classes. And I was welding when I was seven years old and carving wood and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, cool. Um, so there was also a bunch of things I was interested in. And so, you know, it was kind of at the time it was the best option, I thought. Yeah. And so how did you enjoy law school? <laughs> or not um, enjoy law school? Well, That's the case I'm <laughs> so, you know, I don't think anyone particularly enjoys the first year. And I had a fairly miserable time. And I was looking to basically leave and go to Europe for a couple of months and figure out what I was going to do. And I got my first year grades and I was eighth in the class. And um, it seemed at that point it would be self-destructive not to finish up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had in college, I had started at Parsons School of Design doing product design and I never got a degree from there, but I went after two years 
to Bard, where I studied sociology and did no art. And so I, I having transferred, I was just kind of a little gun shy. Yeah. And, um, and I figured I should finish at that point. Yeah. So did you have a sense of kind of where you wanted to go after graduation, given that you were considering just not even finishing law school? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't. I, my sense was always that law school would open up opportunities in business or journalism or something. Yeah. They, and the, the irony is, of course, I ended up as a litigator and there isn't really the same exit strategy there is for deal people and corporate people. Right. You know, yeah. the exit strategy someone has joked for litigators is they carry you out feet first. And um, <laughs> so, so, I mean, I didn't uh, find that. Yeah. Um, so what kind of litigation did you get into after graduation? Um, I, um, I spent a year at the third New York state Supreme court appellate division, third department as a pool clerk writing stuff for the court. Uh, from there, I went to a small trial firm in New York where I did mostly asbestos defense, um, mm-hmm. which was horrible. Um, and then I went after that to a couple of smaller um, insurance, reinsurance coverage firms where mm-hmm. I ended up doing work for Lloyd's of London and London market companies or London market reinsurers. And I continued to work for those clients for the rest of my career at three firms before I ended up at uh, Mendes and Mount for the last five yeah. years I practiced. Yeah. So what was your thought process through those years? Was Did you sort of just think, well, this is the path I've gotten myself on and I'm going to build my career here? Or were you having thoughts of, mm, this is not for me <laughs> from the well, beginning? <laughs> I, you know, I, coming out of the court, I didn't really want to do big law. Um, I always viewed that as a trap, that the money was a trap, that it meant you couldn't have a life. You, it was so hard to say no yeah. to something at five o'clock because you wanted to, well, I don't have kids, but see your kids or go away. From yeah. Them yeah. Something. Um, and I, uh, you know, after I'd been at the small trial firm, for a while, I knew it wasn't for me. I um, I began looking for a variety of um, different jobs. I looked at one organizing conferences. I looked at a bunch of um, state clerkships. I you know, and I ended up going to a, a insurance coverage reinsurance fir- firm. Mm-hmm. And you know, the morning I was about to start there, I go to myself, oh. Pardon the language. Fuck. I'm still a player. <laughs> and yeah, there exactly. wasn't a lot of thought really <laughs> going into it. Um, I, I did while in New York, I was basically always taking classes um, either at the School of Visual Arts or um, Parsons or the New York Studio School or Cooper yeah. Union. And I was um, drawing mostly, um, doing some 2D design. I, at one point, put together an advertising portfolio and walked it around. And they weren't particularly interested in talking about the ads, but they were fascinated in talking about being a lawyer. So Mm. that was kind of a letdown. Um, Yeah. So 
I mean, I didn't really have a side hustle the way people do, but I was at the end, I was going to school basically half time. I was going four days, four evenings a week, Saturday. And then um, on some of the holidays I was doing workshops and stuff. So um, yeah. So I, I, I was pursuing it and, you know, and quite frankly, I spent 10 years and I failed miserably to combine doing the art with practicing law. And, um, you know, I was very fortunate that I was in a position where I could go to classes at night. And, but at the end I was traveling more and I was missing classes and I had more responsibility and cases. And, you know, it's much easier to miss class than to explain why you're something's late or whatever. Right. Um, Right. And, uh, my wife, Patricia, who I met in law school on law review, um, by then was a, uh, partner in a corporate law firm downtown. And, um, she basically said to me, you know, look, if you want to go paint, you want to go to art school, go do it, but do it. And if you don't do it, you can never, ever complain again about being a lawyer. And so (laughs) a little bit of tough love to mix metaphors. She pushed me out of the nest. Yeah. Um, You know, and and then it was still a process, but, you know, within six months I was, I had quit my job. I wasn't clever enough to have taken a leave of absence, which I'm sure they wanted, would have given me if I asked. But, um, you know, I felt I needed to draw a line under it. And I was at the New York studio school full time and I loved it. Um, my wife being smarter than I, uh, wanted me very much to go back after the first semester, which was the spring semester Mm-hmm. And um, see if I wanted to continue practicing or not. And um, one of the fortunate things is I ended up back as a contract lawyer at my old firm, at my old desk, my old phone number, working on my old cases. And oh, wow. basically for the next three years, every day I wasn't at you know art school, I was a contract lawyer for the old firm. And kind of a funny thing was after a while – it was a hassle. I wasn't sure the money was worth it. Um, and the cases started settling and that was kind of it. Um, well, that's interesting that you were able to sort of negotiate that, um, sort of in between world for yourself with them on your terms on some, in some senses, it sounds like. Yeah. You know, I was very, very fortunate. Um, I worked for Marianne D'Amato and Jim Bradford. Uh, Jim is an old friend of mine from the firm, from prior mm-hmm. firms and we ran a marathon together and ran together and all kinds of different stuff. Um, and you know, I, I was very efficient. They weren't paying me benefits. Yeah. Um, they, I made a ton of money for them and they paid me fine, but not, you know, you're not going to yeah. write home. Yeah. That kind of bridged the gap for you. It was incredibly probably. fortunate yeah. and it was yeah. incredibly generous of them. Quite frankly, I, I have nothing to complain about. I mean, the other thing, I worked for essentially the same people in London for like 12 years. And clients were very nice. I went to some of their weddings. They stayed at my house. Um, You know, I still see some of them when I'm in London. Um, Yeah. And, you know, and it's a very civilized kind of litigation because you see the same people on the other side over decades, literally. Yeah. and because London is on so many sides of so many risks, 
you had the luxury of having to get it right rather mm -hmm. than what someone wanted on one syndicate wanted as a result. Uh, yeah. So it was a, it was a, could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I always worse. sort of describe my, my experience. I was like, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't like a nightmare scenario that you hear people talking about, but you know, just being kind of like, eh, you know, it's okay. Isn't, isn't really what I aspire to. No, life. no, you know, it's, um, I mean, it's very funny. I, I knew almost immediately that the trial firm wasn't for me that, yeah. you know, the, oh, the widow's crying at the death and the, you know, a lot of the plaintiff slime you have to deal with and ugh, yeah. it was horrible. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really didn't, in my career as a lawyer, I never really found that creative outlet that the people who love it often find. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, I was doing it and it was job and it, you know, like had a 401k and all that good stuff and yeah. insurance. Yeah. And cat could have kibbies three, you know, seven days a week, which was good. Yeah. Um, but I wanted something more basically. Right. Right. So you, in that time period sort of were preparing to completely leave the law event. I was, I was trying to combine them. Mm -hmm. um, there had been a number of articles in various business press that I can't remember at this time about partners at some of the better known firm, a partner or two who was combining mm -hmm. uh, doing art, with practicing law. And yeah. I, um, as an associate was never able to work out that balance. Um, right. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. I, you know, people do do it. There was some woman at my firm that like spent half of her time riding horses and that was just like the deal that she had struck. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and quite frankly, I was, you know, at the end I was really going to school half time. Yeah. And I was making it work. The problem was I wasn't, you know, my wife only saw me when I was asleep. Um, right, you know, right. And that wasn't a good thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I was very fortunate. I had a supportive spouse. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, as she says, she's a patron of the arts. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how did you sort of make that full transition? What, how did that ultimately well, manifest for you? It, you know, it, one of the interesting things I found was it was very much a process. It's not a, uh, you know, it's not one moment you snap yeah. your fingers and, you know, you're, I'm now a painter. I'm not a lawyer. I'm stale right, at right. this point, although I've kept my license. Um, I, I mean, initially I was in school, I was, you know, going five or six days a week and painting for four hours and drawing for four hours and going to lectures. And, you know, over time you adopt a different vision of yourself or persona and, yeah, you know, the law wasn't as important to me. The, the art was more important. Um, you know, and I, I went to the New York Studio School, which is great school, loved it, loved it, um, for four years. 
And at the end of that, I ended up doing an MFA in painting at the Slade School of Fine Arts in London. Um, Mm -hmm. The studio school has a connection with the Slade and they, I actually did an exchange term the fall of 2003. And then I left spring of 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, And I graduated from the Slade in uh, 2007. So um, no, I was very fortunate. Um, And, you know, my wife does work in London, so we go back and forth pre-COVID. We would go back and forth a bunch, and I would see people, and I had a gallery out of grad school, and um, it was actually it was pretty interesting. It was an expat person from Boston who mm-hmm. was running a virtual gallery before there was such a thing. And right. she would uh, do the art shows. There used to be less of them and they were cheaper. And then occasionally she would rent a space for a show. Yeah. She picked me up out of, out of the Slade and I showed with her for a bunch of years. And actually we kind of went our own ways and now she is now selling my stuff again. So it's terrific. Oh, wow. Um, So it's interesting. Yeah. So so it sounds sort of like because it was a process and a transition, once you ultimately kind of fully transitioned into being an artist, it wasn't so hard to leave the, the lawyer identity behind. No, I mean, for me, it was very, very much a gradual shedding of that identity and a taking yeah. on of a new one. Um, yeah. I... You know, so I haven't, I've been doing art full time now for two decades and I'm a painter and, you know, I paint portraits, not houses. And, you know, I occasionally help, you know, I've gone to years ago, I, I would go to small claims court with friends who were artists who had all these kind of interesting legal things, or I help people write (laughs) bad faith letters to their insurance company, or I tell them how I help them sometimes negotiate with landlords. I just interviewed a comedian, a lawyer turned comedian. Ah. And she said the same thing that, you know, it's just like that community starts turning to you for all of the, the, you know, legal. It's shocking. And of course the answer is, the answer is always, I'm not that kind of lawyer. Exactly. Uh, They hate that though. (laughs) Um, You know, but I, I had been relatively lucky because I'd worked at a trial firm. I continued going to court on smaller cases uh, throughout my career. And I, so I, you know, had more of a general uh, sense than some people I worked with who had, you know, had almost never been to court and, didn't have a sense of the process, litigation process. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did it kind of feel? Like, did you just did it feel like okay? Yes, like now I'm where I'm supposed to be. Well, I mean, I'm I'm incredibly happy I did it. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are days when the painting goes badly, and I kind of look at, you know, I look in the mirror, I look at the painting, and I go, oh yeah. heck, I, you know. I should have done legal aid, you know, that way I know where I stand. My client hates me. The prosecution hates me and the judge hates me. So I'm good. I'm good. You know, but um, no, I, 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 um, I'm happy with where I landed. I, um, you know, I, I sometimes get asked, don't you wish you'd done it, you know, earlier or before law school or before this or that. And, my sense of that is that I wasn't ready. 
that yeah. I did it when I was ready. You know, my wife and I being lawyers, we had a number that she had to make X amount before right. I went. And I think she was making twice that by the time I finally pulled the trigger. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's also when you say you're a lawyer and you work at a firm that kind of clicks off a series of assumptions in people, there's status, there's mm-hmm. you know, income or there used to be, um, you know, whereas I say I'm an artist or I'm a painter and it's like, huh, what does right. that mean? You know, you sit around getting stoned all day. I don't know. <laughs> you stare at the wall. Um, yeah. Uh, so it took a while. It, it, it took a while. It was very much a process. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't regret going to law school. I, um, you know, I met my wife. We're married now yeah. 32 years. Um, yeah. And she's still a lawyer. She's very happily a partner at a financial services firm downtown. Yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she, she likes it and she found a great spot and she's worked at one firm her entire career. Whereas I had been at three plus a, you know, a clerkship. So. Right. Yeah. I was, something you just said made me sort of think about the idea of, you know, I think a lot of lawyers, myself included, sort of were, are not very tapped into or think of themselves as creative. And then of course, becoming a painter seems like, you know, the other end of the spectrum. And I'm just curious about this idea that I think, I think lawyers do tend to actually have quite a bit of creativity, but that they're not tapped into it. And sort of what your thoughts are about like your perception of yourself as being creative and, 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 you know, how that manifests for lawyers. Well, I mean, I think, I think the good lawyers are incredibly creative in what they do. They make arguments, they create documents, they come up with, you know, deals or tax strategies or, you know, all kinds of different stuff. Um, You know, as opposed to, you know, things that are cookie cutter, you know, like kind of mass tort litigation, you know, when you're in the middle of it, not running it. Um, Yeah. And, you know, the art world's a funny place. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a funny place. Yeah. Um, I would I would say that it may not be as creative as people think. I mean, there's an unbelievable amount of admin and marketing that goes into mm-hmm. trying to run a small business as people yeah. know. Yeah. And you know, it's not like when I was in school and I was, you know, putting pigment on a flat surface eight hours a day or more. Right. Right. It's, you know, if I can work, I would love to paint 50% of my time. That would be great. Um, but you know, there's stuff to do. There's shows to apply to, there's galleries to follow up on, there's statements to write, there's applications to do. You know, there's a website yeah. to keep up on, all of which I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to do, by the way. But it, it definitely, it isn't, you know, I'm not sitting in the studio thinking grand thoughts, you know. Yeah. Hours. I know when I started, you know, my journey into interior design, what I was learning from everyone is like, you know, yes, it's fun. You put together 
colors and patterns and furniture and and that's sort of the fun creative part but that's maybe like 10 to 20 percent of what you're doing you have to be ready to be doing 80 to 90 percent business <laughs> it's a business no it's, yeah you know and you know and i do i do portraits and i do love to do commissions and you know it's funny the people tend to be very happy with the the work because it looks like their wife or their their kid or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. whereas I'm trying to make a a portrait and I'm trying to make a painting and I'm trying to play with issues. And so it's this kind of funny, funny take on it. And I try to make it a very collaborative process so that we're all on the same page and that they're getting what they want. And I'm doing something I find interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that, that, that kind of um, marketing and that kind of, Working with a client, I, I think, is something that lawyers are trained to do or, or have yeah. to pick up whether they want to or not. Um, yeah. I feel like that was probably what I was best at. I was reflecting myself that like the thing I did best in law school was this client counseling competition. Somehow like I got, I didn't even like some friend of mine was like, you should do this. I was like, okay. (laughs) And my roommate and I did it. We ended up winning at the school, then winning regionals and going to some national competition for this. And it was really just talking to people. You didn't have to know the law really. You just had to kind of be like, so what's going on? And you know, troubleshoot. (laughs) Probably should have read into that. That was, that was, my strength not the uh <laughs> sort of substance well you know there's 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 you know working lawyers they're rainmakers they're all kinds of people yeah um, yeah there's and it takes all kinds so yeah um, no it's I, you know it's a funny it's a funny business um because at least in litigation there's someone on the other side saying everything you do is wrong yeah you know, and here's why yeah and that's you know, you either thrive under that pressure system, whatever you want to call yeah. it, or you don't. And yeah. um, I mean, I, I, I guess on some level, I viewed large-scale litigation as a failure of people to reach more reasonable, yeah, yeah, dispositions. Um, I was in corporate litigation, never appealed to me for that reason. I was just like, oh, this just does not s- sound how I want to spend my days. Even, even, I mean, I didn't want to spend my days doing corporate law as it turned out either. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is a very particular sort of, um, yeah, set of, set of interests, skills, personality traits that I think um, make for someone who's happy and doing litigation. Absolutely. But, so tell us um, where people can find you. Ah, um, my website is jeffreystein.com, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-S-T-E-I-N.com. Um, they can also see my work at the Minster Gallery in the UK or at Cynthia, the Cynthia Corbett Gallery, also in London. Um, mm-hmm. And I, uh, if there are lawyers out there who are painters, call me. We should collaborate. And I would be very, very happy to talk to anyone looking to make a transition. I, I, I realize what a difficult thing it is often for people to do. 
Well, listen, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but thank you so much. Uh, I know we had to <laughs> reschedule and almost reschedule twice, no, no. so I appreciate your sticking with it, and um, I really enjoyed chatting with you I today. I really enjoyed it, uh, Megan. Thank you so much, and uh, have a good day. <laughs>